0: First Corinthians tonight, First Corinthians chapter one. I really believe the Lord laid this on my heart and I wanna preach a little bit about the cross tonight and I pray that somebody would get born again and I believe when the Lord has us to preach a little bit about the gospel, he's trying to reel reel somebody in, amen? Amen. And uh, so look with me if you will, First Corinthians chapter one and verse 17. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise, where is the scribe, Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. Not foolish preaching, but foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Uh, Can I stop here and say something a minute? I, I really don't care for a man to preach about 30 minutes on jokes instead of preaching, amen? We we heard preaching while ago, amen? And we hear preaching every Sunday here, and if I wanna go to the comedy barn, I'll go to the comedy barn. But when I go to the house of God, I want a man to take a King James Bible and preach to me, amen, amen? Go to church to go to church, hallelujah. I just threw that commercial in, verse 22. For the Jews require a sign uh, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified under the Jews a stumbling block, under the Greeks foolishness. But under them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God uh, and uh, the wisdom of God. I'll just preach a few moments tonight. I want to preach on this thought. What is uh, the cross? What is the uh, cross? the cross. Now, Paul said we need to be careful that we would not make uh, the cross of Christ uh, of none effect. That word simply means of no value. And he tells us, brother Dave, that there's two ways that that happens. Number one, when it's not the single means of salvation. He said, I did not come here to baptize, Uh, I came to preach the gospel, amen. And so thank God tonight, the cross has enough power on its own, you don't have to add anything to it, Uh, it can get the job done, uh, it can save a sinner all on its own, amen. Amen. Then he said number two, uh, it becomes of no value when it's not simple. Here's what he said, not with words of wisdom. Not trying to make it confuse people. Dr. Siler told us one thing in college, he said... Uh, he said when you preach the gospel, make it as simple as possible. I, I got saved, uh, I was only eight years old uh, and the reason I got saved, uh, I understood uh, the gospel uh, because it was preached to me uh, as simple as it could be. And I'm telling you, uh, sometime men are more interested in trying to impress men than instruct. Men. And and you know when you preach uh, different parts of the Bible, you can get as deep as you can. But when you give the gospel, make it as simple that a child uh, uh, can understand uh, the gospel, amen. As our preacher said a while ago, he wants everybody to be saved, amen. Let me give you four things and we'll go to the house. Number one, verse 18, right in our text, the, gospel, the cross is the power of God. But Danny, it is the power of God. Two ways. Number one, God demonstrating that power by defeating Satan, by defeating the devil. Hallelujah. I don't know if you know it or not, but he's a has been. I know he'll bother me now after exposing him. But he is—he's a, a good for nothing. He is sorry, and he's been defeated. I uh, thank God for that. He tried to kill Jesus when he was a little baby, and working through Herod. But I'm glad that God is always a step ahead of the devil. Amen. And He told Joseph uh, to go down to Egypt, uh, take the little Lord Jesus. Uh, and go uh, down to Egypt uh, uh, to keep him safe. He tried to kill him on the Mount of Temptation and then he thought he had him at Calvary. Uh, when Jesus cried to time it is finished, the devil said, I've got him, I finally have got him. Oh, but that wasn't a cry of defeat, that was a cry of victory. He said, I have finished what I came to do. I'm glad, thank God, that he went on all the way out of the top of the hill and he gave himself for you and for me, amen. Hallelujah, he defeated Satan, oh, he thought he had him. (laughs) Number two is the power of God demonstrating he delivered salvation, hallelujah. You know what he did? (laughs) He reached up, Jesus did. He got God the Father in this hand. Yeah. He reached down, Brother Thule, and he got mankind in this hand. Yeah that dying body and blood that was shed, reuniting man back into fellowship with a holy God. If you go to hell tonight, it'll be your own fault. There's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein, and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stain. You've already heard a while ago it doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been. Thank God love covers all sin. I'm glad, hallelujah, it is didn't come for the rich. He wouldn't have come to my house. I'm glad he didn't come for the elite. He didn't come to my, he wouldn't have come to my house. But thank God he said the common people received him gladly and I'm glad, thank God, hallelujah, that there has been a way made. Uh, Paul said in Ephesians, we were without God. We were without Christ. We were without hope, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. But God, I'm glad, thank God, that every now and then that god will bud in your life i didn't go looking for him he came looking for me thank god uh, i wasn't looking his way but hallelujah he came looking my way he came to my address he came where I live, he sent a church van down to my house and picked me up and took me to the house of God. I say, bless his name, I'm glad, hallelujah, that he came for me, amen. Hallelujah. He came for you and me, amen. The power of God. Number two, verse 19, 20, it's the plan of God that excludes the wisdom of men. He said, where is the wise? He said, hath not God? He said there in verse 20, where's the wise? Where's the scribe? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? You know why the world has trouble with God? Because they can't logically figure him out. You can't put God in a box. I remember years ago, probably in the 90s, camp meeting in Pleasant View, Brother Randy Holloway was in my, my Bible college class and his wife, your dad had, had her to come up and sing on Do You Know How It Feels. Yeah. A dear black brother in a black family, he had started a church and you know what she said? She said, I was a teenager and I grew up in an old Methodist church and I had a robe on and I was just singing in the choir probably a place that God hadn't been in 50 years. She said, but I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost showed up in that choir and told me I was going to hell and I needed to be saved. I'm gonna tell you, God will go where he wants to, when he wants to, how he wants to, and he won't even ask you and me for permission. I'm glad, thank God, hallelujah. It don't matter what the world says. Then you know what? They teach our young men, even Baptist schools, that there's no way that Jonah could have got swallowed by a whale because they haven't found a whale that has a big enough throat passage to swallow a man. You know what? They found one over 100 years ago that did, but it don't matter because God said... He said he prepared a fish. You know what he said? Presto. And there was a whale and it swallowed Jonah. I've got news for you. If that King James Bible would have said that Jonah swallowed the whale, I'd have believed that too. Hallelujah. I'm glad every word is true. I don't care what the world says. I don't care about their logic. I've got a King James Bible that is God's holy word and that is all that matters. Amen. 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 He said, excludes the wisdom of men. Number two, excludes the works of men. That scribe, that's the law man. He represents the law. He copies down the scripture. I was preaching last week in Wilson, North Carolina. And me and the preacher on Wednesday, we went to try to see a fella. Because he happened to come one night on Sunday night. The preacher's going through the book of James and he was talking about how you do not, you do not work your way to heaven. But Brother Ellis, that's what the man took from it. He took you did. He said, I plainly said it 14 times, you don't work your way to heaven. You work because you're gone to heaven, amen. And so we, we try, he wouldn't let us in. You see, there's a lot of people that think if they're good outweighs their bad. I've got news for you. You'll never be good enough. You'll never be good enough. I don't care what you haven't done. I don't care if you pay your taxes and I don't care if you're faithful to your family. If you don't get born again, you'll die and go to hell. A friend of mine, he led singing at a church I used to preach at in Durham. He said, we went out knocking on doors. He said, a black man answered the door, let us in. Found out he's a preacher man. He said, he said, let me tell you what happened to me. He said, my mother raised us in church. Said, but John, here's what he said. He said, my mother, if there was a, a meal to be prepared, she cooked. Uh, she sang in the choir. If everything had to be done in the church, she was involved. Yeah. He said, my mother had a stroke. She went into a coma. And he said, They taught me and my sister how to hook up the IVs and they allowed us to take her home. And he said, my mother was in a coma for a solid year. Said she never moved a finger. She never raised an eyebrow. She never twitched her eyelashes. She never moved. He said, I'm gonna go to the store and get some things. He comes back and his sister is weeping. And he said, what's wrong? And he said, here's what mama did. I'm I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you the truth. And he said, she raised up in the bed and she said, my name's not there. My name's not there. My name's not there. And fell backwards and died and went to hell. You better make sure you're not trying to earn your way there. You better make sure there's a time in your life you repented of your sin, got washed, Amen. We try some to work their way there. I was knocking on doors, a member of Galilee, and this woman, she come to the door, and I said, "Uh, how you doing? Told her where I was from and all that good stuff. And she said, I said, you go to church? Yes, right over here. Been teaching Sunday school 35 years. Wonderful. I said, how long you been saved? She said, well, I hope I am. Been teach Sunday school 35 years. She don't even know if she's saved. You know why? Because somebody, some jaybird, told her for good outweighs her bad. I'd like to whip some preachers that started that nonsense. Amen. Definitely, i get Brother Steve to help with him. He loves to fight. Amen. Steve Goolsby, that is. But anyway, uh, hey, uh, so uh, the plan of God excludes, number three, the words of men. He said, where is the disputer of this world? There's some, Brother Danny, they're just gonna argue with you. You're right. It don't matter what you say. I was preaching for a friend of mine in Virginia and every time we'd go, we'd go, this guy was an agnostic and atheist. I mean, he was just everything. And we'd talk and talk and hit twist what we said and try to say this and, and try to, you know what? Uh, one day I said, you know, I said, it looks like you really don't care. And if you're gonna die and go to hell, there ain't anything we can do about it. If that's what you really wanna do, uh, that is your choice, amen? Uh, you know what? I, I've got family that's lost and it breaks my heart. But I'm gonna tell you, I can't make them get saved. Uh, we can do, as the preacher said, we're to go bring them and, and we're to try to get them to the house of God. But they have to make that choice. As he said, they've gotta reach out and touch his garment. I'm glad I have. Had enough sin when I got preached to. I'm glad he said if you're thirsty, come and get a drink of water. And I said, I will. And I came and got a drink of water. I hope if you're lost tonight, you got enough sin to trust God. Amen. 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 Number three, the preaching, the cross is the preaching of God. Not only the power of God, the plan of God, verse 23, he said we preach Christ crucified. I simply took the word cross, ceased and in for compassion. Brother Doug, you, you knew my dad. You knew my family. Most of my family was all dope addicts and drunks. Had an uncle. He didn't care about God. He was like your brother, but Todd he didn't want to hear about it. He'd shake his fist in God's face. Well, his old body finally couldn't take the liquor anymore, so he quit drinking. drink it. Oh, Uncle Huey. And uh, he come down with cancer. You know how the Lord is so gracious. He moved in someone about three years before he got sick, right across the street. And Brother Chris, she went to a Baptist church, and she began to witness to him, Begin to witness to him, Begin to witness to him, who used to make fun of God when he got cancer and they told him you've got six months to live, we're not even going to give you any treatments, he went home brother Thomas and he called her and he said would you bring your pastor over here and tell me how to be saved Amen. see you know what compassion is but Steve that God could have said you know what, you've mocked me you've shaken your fist in my face, you've made fun, but brother ain't tell you what he did he got on his knees and said, oh God, would you save me? Would you save me? And God said, "A will, hallelujah. Hey, and before he died, he won my dad's sister to the Lord. I said, hallelujah. I'm glad for the compassion. I'm glad even though we've turned him away and turned him away and turned him away, he came after us again and again and again. He didn't have to. That was the compassion of God, Amen. Hallelujah. The R is for redemption, we're redeemed. The O is for opportunity. Hallelujah. Red and yellow, black and white, they're all precious in his sight. You know, I thought about today when I was studying, I thought if I really believed in Calvinism, I would quit preaching and go get a job. Amen there's some men I know that are good men and they believe that nonsense. I don't know how they can. That's right. You're right. I, I know they get overwhelmed by grace and so do I. But I still had to ask Jesus to save me. Yeah. Yeah, right. Amen. Yeah, right. yeah, I, I still had to repent of my sin. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, yeah. just just. Some get to go and some don't get, what nonsense. They're too educated for their own good. As Agrippa told Paul, much learning doth make them mad, amen. They, They don't have no sense. The opportunity. You know what, my family would have been a nuisance to society. But the Lord didn't look the other way. He came looking, hallelujah. The S stands for sovereign. You see, you know, we're about the only ones left that believe Jesus was not just a prophet, but he was God. I saw two Mormons today at Walmart, and I if I wasn't in a hurry, I'd try to talk to them a little bit. But I guess they've graduated from the bicycles. They had a car, amen. But but anyway, I said, fellas, I hope you're going to heaven, and they just laughed and kept going. But you know what? He is God. Hallelujah. Jesus was man enough to drink water. God enough to say, I am the living water. Man enough to sit down and eat bread. God enough to say, I am the bread of life. Man enough to go to a funeral and weep with Mary and Martha. The Bible said he groaned in the spirit. He said, oh, he felt the pain they felt. But he was God enough to say, last words, get up out of the grave. hey.'" He was man enough to go to sleep in the bow of the boat, but he's God enough to come up and say, peace, be still. And the wind and the waves, they said, whoa, that's the son of God. And they lay down at his feet, amen. God in the flesh. The other S stands for sacrifice. I'll be honest with you. I have a hard time when people won't go to church on a Wednesday night because they're tired. Not because they're not physically able, just because they're tired. Or to watch a stupid ball game. When the sacrifice, the sacrifice that Jesus paid, what he did, Brother Andrew, for you and I. I mean, what he did for you and I You should have been crucified. Brother George, it ought to have been you nailed to the cross. It ought to have been me nailed to the cross. But thank God I didn't have to and I don't have to go to hell because of what he did, amen. The little thing that it requires out of us because of his sacrifice, it ought to seem so small to us, amen. Amen. The sacrifice, the beating, the bleeding, the blaspheming, the blindfolding, the spitting in the face, beating the meat off of his back. Preachers preach several weeks here on Calvary. We forget the price that he paid. We neglect that. One of my teachers in Bible college, he said, I read the book of Matthew every day of the gospel about the Calvary just to keep it fresh on my heart. I'll be honest with you. You know why we miss, need mission revivals or camp meetings? Because we get we get cold. We get slack. We all do. I don't care who you are. And we all need to be rekindled and remotivated and brought back to our attention that we're not doing what we ought to be doing and that we're not, you know, <laughs> Uh, there's some places that they make you write down how many tracts you give out how many people you talk to you know it isn't about keeping a number but it is about doing something I, I at least appreciate the fact that they're trying to get people motivated to do something for Jesus amen when's the last time you gave out a gospel tract when's the last time you did talk to somebody Sacrifice. it's the preaching of God and lastly it's the praise of God you know what he said in verse 29 that no flesh should glory in his presence. The praise of God, the cross in his subjection. Brother Roger, the Bible said he became obedient unto death. You know why? Because it's hard for life to die. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He had become obedient unto death. He had to allow them to beat him. He told Pilate, if you really knew who I was, you know what Paul said in Corinthians? He said if they really had known that he was the prince of glory, they wouldn't have done it to him. But Brother Ellis, they only could do it to him because he allowed them to. He could have dropped them dead in their tracks. But he had you on his mind. He had me on his mind and he said there's going to be a little boy named Bobby Barnes going to be living above a, a, a bar in a drunkard's home and I'm going to die for him hallelujah hallelujah I've googled that too brother Todd and Bobby Barnes and there's a fellow with leotards and he's a wrestler and I promise you that ain't me amen <laughs> you couldn't give me 10 million dollars to be in a pair of leotards hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> Amen. and wrestling I probably would only last about one round then I'd be out of breath amen hallelujah <laughs> I don't know where that comes from but anyway <laughs> the praise of God his subjection his spirit he said <laughs> "Y'all, some of y'all are going to never get that out of your mind but <laughs> it's over I just, I just need dismissing prayer yeah Forever, forever, what a way to end the service, God help us <laughs> but but he said he was reviled, yes, and yet he reviled not again. Yeah, that's right. One time, I had a fella he uh <laughs> he made a tape he and put my name on there, three or four of us, and he was blowing us out and uh for nonsense just because he was retarded but anyway <laughs> so he uh, I said man I- I'm going to be alright with that and then I found out he done it again and I called him my heart's beating fast I got mad as the devil and I told him I was fixing to come to his house and whoop him that's what I told him <laughs> and then he told me he's going to shoot me <laughs> He said, come on. But I called him back and told him I'm sorry. And I thought, when someone says something about us, boy, it's so quick within us. They said so many things about Jesus. But he reviled, not again. Sometimes I can catch myself, boy, just, and I have to think, the Lord didn't do that. And I know I'm not him, but we're to be like him. I don't know why God let me to preach on the cross tonight. maybe you need a fresh look tonight. You might need a fresh look. and there may be someone here tonight that's not saved. Would you stand with us tonight?